0: Because the main thing with pre foreclosures, when people are in pre foreclosures and they don't want to get foreclosed on, their their answer is, whatever you need to do to help me out, I'm good. I don't. I don't. Some people don't even want anything from it. But creating, uh, that's what we do. We solve problems. But if you can't solve their problem the short sale way, because that's the only way that you knew, then how you really gonna help them? You need. Multiple things in your arsenal to help these people. Perfect. 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 Perfect.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast where you learn all things business and investing related. Today we have a special guest who's absolutely killing it in the Louisiana market. Cecil Rose, the king of short sales. What's up, my man? Hey, what's
0: up, Jamel, man? Thanks for having me on, man. It's always good to connect with
1: you. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to have you, bro. Now, uh, I've known you. I was on your podcast not so long ago. Uh, What was that, a little over a year ago now?
0: Yeah, that was actually, you was on the first episode. I know you and uh, my boy Jay, y'all, but you was really the first one on that. So, yeah, that was Yep
1: no doubt man uh yeah i'm i'm i was proud to be the first one first one to the table man so uh i know your podcast is going to blow up and we'll talk about that throughout the uh the podcast today we're definitely going to give your your podcast a shout out cuz i want everybody to be you able know, to benefit from that this is more real estate information right at the end of the day you can never have too much information because uh, there's always something new to learn in real estate so uh, we will definitely talk about that but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself bro
0: Well, yeah, man, I'm from, uh, I'm in a Louisiana area. I grew up in New Orleans. Um, I'm currently I stay in Baton Rouge now. Uh, but man, I started, I got into real estate maybe about 10 years ago, just like everybody, rich dad, poor dad. And, um, I was actually in college and, um, you know, I was always trying to figure out what I was going to do. I had got a track scholarship. I was running track in college. I was a middle distance runner, but I don't know, man, I struggled with the, um, the ongoing getting, getting out of school, going work for somebody. And uh, and one day a guy um, actually was from my church and he gave me uh, Napoleon Hill, "Think and Grow Rich, and uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, I had always been interested in real estate when I was in New Orleans because I had some relatives that owned some properties. But I never knew how to get into it, like what strategy. And uh, believe it or not, man, and I know we'll talk about this later, but I met a guy who was doing seller financing. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know he was he was trying to like I I used to Google and try to just figure out stuff from watching Colton Sheets, all these up uh, night commercials that came on at night. But anyway, long story short, about 10 years ago, I had got my real estate license because I thought I needed it, which I didn't and uh i took a course in atlanta i paid actually i paid like maybe like a thousand dollars for a course i had a few dollars i had my apartment i drove to atlanta i stayed with some some family and i it was a three-day weekend man soon as i got back to louisiana uh i was door knocking and i got a list of pre-foreclosures i knocked on the door and uh basically um, I hooked up with another guy and I found out about this guy through the person I talked to. She was like, yeah, I got a lot of letters. And then from there, I called him and he said, yeah, man, our I'll, um, I'll first deal, let's split it. And I think the first deal we made like 16 grand. He got eight. I got eight. And from there, man, I have been doing short sales ever since.
1: You know, tell, tell us a little bit about why it's important to focus on foreclosures, like why pre foreclosures and foreclosures? Why right now?
0: Well, I think right now we we everybody know that the, with the moratorium, with COVID-19, uh, the president has put a lot of stuff on pause, especially and they got so many people, maybe over, I don't know, millions of forbearances right now. So people are in, in a place where uh, they got into these forbearances It's supposedly it's about the end in June. So with that being said, um, so many people there, are their mortgage is going to be, it's going to become due. And, uh, if they don't have any type of exit strategy of the money to reinstate it, I mean, you need to be at least knowledgeable of how to, you know, uh, figure out how you can reach these people and work out some type of deal.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I think the, the date is June 30th, uh, here in, um, in, in North Carolina, but I believe that's nationwide as well. So yeah, uh, I could see there being some type of bailout. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, we, we don't have a crystal ball to be able to tell. But you definitely want to be, be prepared, like you said, because there's going to be millions of people who's going to need some help with their mortgages. And that's why foreclosures right now is definitely uh, the go to, uh, especially with this moratorium situation going on. Right. So most people look at, you know, foreclosures. Sisu, and they say to themselves, You know, I don't know how to tap into foreclosures, or you know, how can I get started in foreclosures? What would be some advice that you would give to that particular person?
0: Well, let me say this because I know basically, um, you know, with Jamel, um, I know what a lot you teach, uh, getting into pre foreclosure, pre foreclosures and short sales are different, mm-hmm. they're not the same. Uh, When you're in pre-foreclosure, you're actually not, you hadn't been foreclosed on yet. So it's a difference between, uh, because some people think where that person has been foreclosed, if they foreclosed on, then it becomes a a REO, it's real estate on. It's kind of too late to do any type of workout option. But when it's in pre-foreclosure, I mean, people have the option of either doing a loan modification forbearances, which people are doing now, or they can do what's called the short sale. And I I think um, uh, the quickest way that I started, I was doing door knocking. And I think a lot of people still sleep on that. A lot of people don't do it. I mean, we got so many ways to market to these people today. Um, It's been, uh, you know, direct mail, texting, cold calling and everything like that. And a list, you can either get a list from a list broker or you can go, I really suggest going to your local uh, courthouse because it's the 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 leads are fresh there and then um, you know I think you can get to the people a little quicker if you if you know what you're doing in the research and everything but to me it takes a while to do pre foreclosures mm-hmm. um, because a lot mm-hmm. of people they are the, they to me they are the most motivated because they don't really have an option like a wholesale deal I'm gonna negotiate my price with you they really don't have that option per se. Right. The only thing they have is, okay, I got a foreclosure sale day coming up. I need to make a decision. Can you help me or not? I don't care how much money you make, just get me out of this situation. So that's why I think it's a benefit to some
1: people. Right. So there's a difference, like you said, man, and, and I definitely want to differentiate the two, right? So uh, just to be clear for, for those of you watching, uh, when a house is in pre-foreclosure, it hasn't hit the auction yet. It's on its way to the auction, right? So there's there's really three phases to this whole thing. You got pre-foreclosure. Somebody's late on their payments. After a couple of months, they enter the pre-foreclosure phase, you know, and, and during that time frame, they have a certain period of time before the auction hits that they can actually catch up on their mortgage, right? That's the pre-foreclosure phase. Once the house goes to auction, then you have the auction phase where Uh, If the property is sold at auction, the bank basically gets their money back. If it's not sold, then it enters a redemption period. Right. And then during that redemption period, the the property owner can still have time to catch up on their mortgage, depending on the state that you live in. And then once uh, the redemption period is done, the property is listed on the market as a foreclosure. Uh, It's taken back by the bank as a bank-owned REO. That's a true foreclosure at that point. That's where you get the REO phase um, where you you see houses listed with realtors and you can buy them uh, bank-owned from a realtor. But your particular market that you focus on are pre-foreclosures since you're doing short sales, right, Cecil? That's correct. Right. Okay. Now, with, with that being said, does it take a mindset shift for an investor to go from you know, just getting started or let's just say somebody's focusing on regular wholesaling. Does it take a mindset shift to get into short sales?
0: I mean, yeah, it does, because this is I think what people think about a short sale, they think is just that it's short. Short Mm -hmm. sales are not particularly short. That's why a lot of people don't do them. They outsource them. Um, The profit could be very, very good because all you really doing with a short sale is you're building equity depending on that condition of that house, the comps and it can really be very beneficial to you um, in the end, um, depending on if you get uh, a good negotiated uh, price on that, on that home. Mm -hmm. But um, to answer your question, I think when most people want to get into short sales, having that mind shift, uh, being going from a wholesaler to doing short sales. I don't, most people just don't want to do short sales. That's the thing. So having that mindset and skill to do it is good because you're you're not just talking to the homeowner. You got to talk to the lender. You got to talk to the title company, make sure. I mean, you still have those steps of doing title research and all that, but at the same time, you're dealing with a lender that, uh, and I think me and you, we talked about this. We, We were saying that uh, so many people think it's going to be just like that after this moratorium, but you, you have to understand, houses today are selling for retail. Yep. Lenders still are going to try to get those homes at retail value, especially if they have equity. And uh, well, most of these homes are in pre foreclosures, are behind in default, but. If you are trying to get a good value on them, lender's going to contest that. They're going to send out appraisals. So that's the mind shift or the mindset you have to have of being knowledgeable. Like I can't just think I'm going to put an offer on this and the lender going to take it. That's what most investors think because this person is thirty, forty thousand dollars behind. The lender going to take it, and yeah, they're going to take our offer and it's going to be good. It, it don't work like that.
1: Yeah, it's not like back in 2008 when a short sale market was completely different. Nowadays, people are overpaying for property. So like you said, the banks will contest any lowball offer that you that you put out because they know that they could get market value right now. Now, to me, the best way to play a short sale is basically to uh, focus on properties with more than one mortgage. So if you got two mortgages on, mortgages on a house, the second mortgage is the junior mortgage mortgage. This is in a junior position at that point. That's the mortgage that you need to focus on trying to get discounted. The main mortgage, you could bring down some, but the the second mortgage is where you could really zero those types of mortgages out, but you got to find those types of deals. To me, that's the best way to enter a short sale type of situation. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Actually, I'm working a deal right now. The lady forgot to tell me she had a second mortgage. And we wind up getting a short sale approved by the first. And then all of a sudden she came back and said, uh, did you talk to my second? Mort-? I was like, nah, you didn't even tell me come to find out her second mortgage. She owes about, uh, 19,000.
1: Mm, that's a $19,000. You could get that thing discounted down to almost a thousand dollars or less.
0: Matter of fact, they taking $2,000. Wow, that's man. Got discounted down to, and, uh, the funny thing, too, she had an HOA lien, and the HOA, I'm having more contest with them than I am with the marketers because they figure, well, if we don't get our money, the HOA, we'll be able to get the property back. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's. Um, but you really have to be very savvy and knowing how to research these properties when it comes down to. Yeah one or more markets. Some people specialize in that. I don't really do it. I just try to just blankly hit everything and uh, and kind of just go from there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Now, what, what are some of the obstacles that people are going to face when they're focusing on the pre-foreclosure market?
0: I think the number one obstacle is not getting the home at the price that they want. That's the biggest thing. Um, and then if you can't get that home for the price that you want, then what are you going to do from that you you mm. you you either you can't help the homeowner now because you you're going to be either paying too much for it or you're going to be just breaking even so and that's how you kind of helped me because uh and you know I was doing some wholesaling but for me when I started I didn't really have a system and when you focus on one strategy of doing something and not having multiple I think then you know you kind of get stuck in that rut so now Um, why not just do some type of creative financing? Uh, depending on if these people are not too far behind, and you would be surprised because the main thing with pre foreclosures, when people are in pre foreclosures and they don't want to get foreclosed on, their their answer is whatever you need to do to help me out, I'm good. I don't, I don't, some people don't even want anything from it, but creating. Uh, that's what we do. We solve problems. But if you can't solve their problem the short sale way, because that's the only way that you knew, then how are you really going to help? them? you need multiple things in your arsenal to help these people.
1: That's right. That's right, man. So you focused on short sales. And then, you know, I know we, we've been talking for a little bit. You made that transition over into the creative finance world where now you can take those same short sell leads and turn them into creative finance deals where you can literally pay market value for a house and still create a spread, man. So I know you got a couple of deals on the plate right now, man. And uh, I know that's going really well for you. And like you said, you want to have multiple things in your arsenal. The purpose is to help the property owner, right? So whether you wholesale the property because the seller needs quick cash, whether you get the property, uh, the seller out of pre-foreclosure by doing a short sale or you get the seller out of their current situation by doing some type of creative way of investing right now, the way you have your business set up, you, you can hit every angle of the business and really kill it, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy the way you have everything set up, man. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. And, uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of money is going to be coming your way. You know, we were just talking a couple of weeks ago, man, you put out 33 offers, man. That's just, that's sick, yeah, man.
0: man. Actually, so. I'm closing on, uh, the first, uh, subject to Monday coming up with got the property, uh, no money out of my pocket, uh, just taking over the existing mortgage. And the people are like, just happy to, to get it off of their, um, get it off of them, you know? So that's right. I mean, and, and, you know, my thinking of that, I wasn't doing that at first. And I, I have so many friends that have mortgages on rental properties. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of debt your debt to income ratio, and they only probably making like three, four, five hundred a month. So, mm-hmm. this particular property, you know, hopefully, when everything is done, I can cash flow about 400. Um, but I'm able to, you know, e- eventually make money up front and make money on the back end without even being on a mortgage. So, I mean, that's a win win,
1: absolutely, absolutely, man. So, you, so you make a transition, you're basically using what you were doing in the pre foreclosure market and just having a different option for the seller rather than short sales to be able to really blow your business up at this point, man. Um, so it's a fantastic strategy, bro.
0: It is man, because you think about it with short sales, man, some short sales could take you long. And even though I'm skillful at, you know, I've worked on my craft and I'm continuing because short sales will change always Mm -hmm. over time. The biggest and other biggest challenge I wanted to add to that is the verbiage and the approval letters. Everybody know in short sale, you can't just flip a property like you used to. Right. you got to hold that property for 90 to 120 days. And then there's a certain percentage on how much you can make if you do flip it. So it, it, I mean, that's a challenge. And then if you don't know these lenders, once you get that approval letter, some investors, they in their mind, they just think, man, I'm going to get this. I'm going to flip this in about one or two months. But lenders are making title companies record the verbiage in their deeds. So you have to hold that property for a certain amount of time. Right. I know, yeah. And I know people out there are trying to figure out ways to get around it. And I I always like to veer on the safe side. If I don't want to get in trouble, I don't want the, the other person to get in trouble. But having this option of doing a creative financing route. I'm able to get money up front um, and I'm able to, to get money on the back end and I'm helping that homeowner get their credit back straight because I'm saying that, hey, I'm a, I'll am pay everything you were behind on and I'm helping you get your credit back straight. In the long run, you eventually be able to buy another house versus the short sale is going to take you
1: about two, three years. Easily. Buy house. So Easily, man. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, obviously when you combine the two strategies, man, and you combine the way that you're you're basically taking a pre foreclosure approach. But when you combine those two strategies, there's really no way that you can't help a seller. And that's what a real estate investor is all about. We're problem solvers. Right. At the end of the day. So with that being said, man, why don't we provide our listeners with a three to five step process to go from getting started to getting their first check in the pre foreclosure market for sure.
0: Yeah. So the, the big thing is getting a list. Um, I think with anybody, they probably could get a list from anywhere. Um, I think auction lists may be uh, a better list for most people because, uh, these people have, uh, foreclosure sale dates coming up real soon.
1: So, so where can they get the auction list?
0: So the auction list, you can actually go on Zillow. You don't even have to pay for that. You can go to Zillow.com. You can type in pre-foreclosures and they'll show you exactly uh, the date. They'll give you the name and everything of the homeowner. You can either skip trace, reach out to the homeowner. And uh, believe it or not, man, a lot of... And the reason why I say go after the auction ones, because these homes are vacant. And if they're vacant, then you already know these people their plan was to let their homes go anyway. But if you contact them and then you provide some type of agreement with them, then, man, that's it could be a win-win situation. You know,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So you pull the list on Zillow. You obviously, you, you go to Zillow. You uh, pull up pre-foreclosures on, on Zillow. You contact the seller. Uh, what's the next step, bro?
0: And not just Zillow, too. Like I was saying, you can go to your courthouse, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Zillow is just, if you want to be real quick, because uh, some courthouses may not have all the legal descriptions versus Zillow already pulled that that information. So from there, you skip trace and you just reach out to the homeowner and just let them know, hey, I I, I help people in pre foreclosure. And, uh, you know, I was just saying, is there, how can I help? You know, um, is there a way that I can help your situation? I noticed that the property is vacant. And then pretty much um, if you just let them know, hey, if if I can create a way to uh get your mortgage back it, it reinstated it or whatever. I mean most people say yeah and possibly put some money in your pocket. They'll be like, put some yeah what what you got, you know, and then from there you have the paperwork, um, you know, the forms, get the authorization filled out. And then once you talk to them, it's you know, you meet with them, get everything signed. The biggest step or trans um challenging thing is some people are scared to talk to lenders versus it's the same like talking to homeowner. Mm-hmm. Lenders want to get something that's non-performing off their books, just like you know, somebody that's motivated. They wanna, you know, they want to get rid of a property that they're not either making money off
1: or they need to just hurry
0: up and make some money.
1: Yeah, man. I uh, I think it like I said, man, this is definitely a money-making opportunity. So and I love the fact, I know we've been talking for, how long have we been working together now, roughly?
0: Um, it's been like uh, several
1: months now. I a think. few months now, right? Yeah. So you figure, what, about two, three months we've been working together. You really were able to take your your foreclosure method, apply it to the creative financing, and then just create a, a, a animal out of this whole thing, man. I could really see, I know you did, what, 40 something deals last year, maybe 50 deals yeah. last year you know, I easily could see you doing at least a hundred, having an opportunity to be able to offer uh, multiple exit strategies to the seller. I think we spoke about that at one point as well. How how do you feel about that? Man,
0: I think it's crazy because um, the thing was when we first talked, if I would have been doing this last year and I had thought about it, man, I probably would have had more properties that I would have held on to. Mm -hmm. And then I think the first time we did it, that I had actually put this strategy in place. Like I had two deals just like that, like two, we were working on it and they were, they wasn't even in my town. They were virtual, you know? So it was like, man, you know, this is, and both of the homeowners were out of state and they were like, whatever you want to do, I don't care. Just as long as you can help me save my credit. And that was it, man. man.
1: Yeah. I was happy when you contacted me, man. Um, to to work with you on on, on this because uh I, I know it's a difference when and, and I'm gonna just put it on the table if you know I'm gonna just put it out there sisu he basically started working he he joined the coaching program um just to help him uh, with the creative finance side of his business but at the end of the day sisu is already an experienced investor so it's different working with somebody that's experienced like we said he did forty something deals almost fifty deals last year right versus you know, he just asked me to look at his business from a bird's eye view. And now I could easily see where we could implement creative finance. So he said, okay, let's, let's implement creative finance into the business. I could easily see him doing a 100 deals, did a couple of deals right away. You know what I mean? So, and this is an experienced investor. So, you know, somebody starting from scratch with no experience, you might not get the same result as Sisu would. Uh, but creative finance just makes it that much easier for you to be able to close deals. Now, Cecil just added it to his business to be able to really allow himself to really blow his business out of the water. And, uh, you know, as you can see, he's closing the subject too on Monday. So you know, that's pretty yeah. dope, man. I,
0: but, I have made more offers, not to cut you off. I have made more offers because my mindset have shifted yep. than I've ever made because it's like either way, if they don't take the cash, I can probably still get them what they're asking for, you know? That's right. That's why this is, this is so, uh, it was a game changer for me, man. And, and and so many people can, you can get stuck in doing things one way, whether it's wholesaling, it may be rehabbing. It may be, you know, you, you really have to, and, and I can say this with, with Jamel, man, It's that's the good thing about you still need coaching. You still need, you still need to invest and continue learning. If you just think you're gonna just get get something and, and watch YouTube and all that, nah man, I, I didn't get where I was even doing short sales. I had to con- I still continue to educate myself with it because it, it's constantly changing.
1: Yeah, man, you invested into the coaching program. That's proof of you invested in the education right there, man. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you said, man, you know, this is a is a constant wheel that's turning. You gotta continuously learn new things. And although you was experienced, man, you know, even me, I invest into my education. I buy masterminds. I I spend tons of money on on education just to continue uh, to learn so I can be able to be a better version of myself and to be able to teach other people so that they could come up as well, man. So sometimes our ego could get in the way, man. But when you let ego go, you can grow. It just helps you grow from that point forward, man. So, you know, I was just real happy that, you know, although you got your own thing going on, right? You got your short sale, king of short sells, and you got your own platform. You still reached out, and that just shows the level of growth, man. And it taught me something as well, man. So you know, I, I I appreciate that too, man. But speaking of which, man, so we gave them three to five steps to to really get started. Zillow and other sites. You go down to the courthouse, right? You skip trace the leads. You start contacting the owners. Then you just you know, you, you figure out which way you want to go from there. Do you do a short sale or do you do creative financing? Let's talk about that for a moment. How can our listeners learn a little bit more from you in regards to short sales? Like where, where can they go?
0: Well, I have a podcast, which you were on the podcast is uh dive into real estate investing for newbies, uh, right there,
1: right there on the screen. I see it. dive into real estate. Yep.
0: Yep. So, uh, if you Google that, um, you know, I have a lot of uh, episodes on there where I'm talking about short sales, different strategies and everything like that. I also got a course out. It's called Simple SimpleShortSaleCourse.com. Uh, I'll send a link to Jamel. And it's basically a, a simple short sale course. It um, just talks about from A to Z, just very trying to keep it very simple from description there of how to talk to the homeowners and the lenders and everything like that it kind of like it just kind of just hold your hand but uh at the end of the day man you just you you need something more thorough um because there's a lot of objections out there people are fearful they think people are uh scamming people and all that like that i think you have to just genuinely let people know i'm really here to help I, i'm not really trying to you know, get anything. They got people charging homeowners to work with them and all this and sign stuff. I don't even do that, man. I I think, uh, you just gotta be genuine with people. And I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what separates me from a lot of people that calls up the people and be like, Hey, uh, you got a sale date, foreclosure sale date coming up. Uh, you need to sell your home. And these people be like, I don't where I'm going to go. So I think if you genuinely just, uh, just talk to him, have a conversation. I think that's what make a big difference.
1: Absolutely, man. So that's what makes you the king of short sales, though, man. Just differentiating yourself from everybody else, doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing, man. I'm a, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, man. Don't do what everybody else is doing. So, um, you know, if you guys want to learn more about short sales, you know, Cecil is truly the king of short sales. I don't know anybody doing more short sales these days than he is. Um, and obviously he's starting to tap into the creative side of things as well. Um, where you can actually pick that up, uh, shameless plug, man, I'm gonna just throw it in there. I, I released my hybrid wholesaling program. It's not available at all times, um, to everybody, but you could check out the description of both programs in a link. Definitely check out Cecil's, uh, podcast as well. Uh, your boy is on there. So definitely listen to that episode and, um, uh, You know, make sure you follow Sisu on all social media platforms. You know, this is a good guy right here. Good brother doing his thing in the Louisiana market, really uh, helping his students make money while he continues to educate himself and continues to make money in real estate as well. Now, finally, man, let me let me ask you this, bro. If we're talking to the average person who's just getting started in real estate and they're looking to get into pre-foreclosure market and short sales, and they're really looking to maybe uh, transition into creative investing or whatever the case may be, what advice would you give to that person? What would be some last words for that person?
0: For me, because I I meet a lot of people who get pre-foreclosure leads, and uh, I would still get with an experienced investor in your area, somebody. um, The biggest thing is you need cash buyers for these pre foreclosures, just like wholesale, but you need like cash buyers. That's going to be like put an offer in on these homes because that's how I'm able to get my approval so quick. I have cash buyers, like guys be like, huh, whatever you need, just the, just, you know, fill it out, send me the app. I can docu sign it on purchase agreement. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you are getting into uh, trying to get into the pre foreclosures, uh, get with somebody that can actually buy them. And then from there, um, it's going to be a process, you know, you got to really build the team up, get with a, um, a good title company. It may be your wholesaling, uh, title company, if you doing wholesaling. But if I were to tell a person, if they getting started into this business doing pre foreclosure or short sale, I would just be like, take your time. Don't rush it. And, um, you know, kind of ease your way into it because it could either take a few months or it can take several months. You just got to be patient with this. But how, uh, go ahead.
1: how do you feel about, you know, so I, I think people can be intimidated by short sales as well because of all the paperwork. How do you feel about that? Like, how, how do you address how would you address that with somebody that's brand new?
0: I guess right now, man, I, I think you really just got to look at the overall deal. And that's why I say with the creative finance, you may not even have to go through all that. Mm-hmm. It, this, yep. this may be a simple way of actually eliminating that. But as far as with the paperwork, um, it's really basic, man. Once you get usually when I start off with a client, I get one thing and that's the authorization. Once I get on the phone with the lender, then I know what all I need to get from the lender, and and that's that's pretty much it. But don't you don't need all this paperwork up front? So just start with one thing, and everybody should have. You can Google and get authorization online, and once you get that, to speak to the lender on the client's behalf, then you can find out what what all you need to actually uh, to see if it is a good deal versus to see if. Okay, this may be something we can hold instead of even doing a short sale, you know. So that's that would be my advice.
1: Great advice, man. Listen, I know we gotta uh cut short, I know you gotta go in a couple minutes, but you know, I really appreciate you uh coming on this podcast today to really share your pre foreclosure information, man. And uh, like I said, for you guys watching this, make sure you check CSU out across all social media platforms i definitely want to have you back because i know there's a lot of detail that we could go into on these topics man so if you're up to it and if the audience uh sends enough likes and comments on this video uh and on this podcast what we'll do is we'll we'll definitely have you back man um that's something i'm definitely looking forward to because there's some intricate details when it comes to pre foreclosures and short sales that i know we could probably talk about and people could benefit from so if you guys want to see that or hear that, make sure you like this video and leave a comment uh, letting us know that you want Cecil to come back. And I'll bring him back very shortly, you know, and, uh, you know, let us know what questions you might have so that we can get those questions answered on that on that particular podcast as well. But listen, man, it's been a it's been a real pleasure. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you again. Uh, Make sure you guys follow my man Cecil. Uh, He's also in the, the coaching program. He's in my coaching program for creative finance, doing his own thing though. Uh, that just, again, that, that, says a lot about him as a person. Uh, and it also showed me that I need to continue, uh, encouraged me showing me that I need to continue my education as well, uh, as, uh, I do every single year, man. So, uh, education never stops, uh, networking never stops. And when you're in the pre foreclosure market, you can absolutely kill it and eliminate your competition. And right now is the best time to be in that pre foreclosure game. Right. So Cecil Rose, king of short sales. It's been a real pleasure, brother. Looking forward to having you again. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank Peace. You, Jamel.
0: Appreciate it, brother. Peace, yeah,
1: Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. to make it easy. You can just simply go to gibbscom or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.